Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off Point. My name's Les Steed, I'm Ronald White, and today we have a special guest called Willow. Hello. Hello. Hi Willow. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad actually, you know, I mean like, you know, it took us an hour and a half to get this shit sorted. Oh, I know, I know. Um, because, you know. Sound check, sound check. Yeah, sound check. <laughs> but, you know, like three hours, you know, because I'm late. Um, right, it's been a bit late, so today's topic is ADHD in adults. Um, obviously, this is quite a big one for me because uh, I have it and I was diagnosed in September 2019. Since then, I've created a, a, a guest blog on ADHD, which you should check out if you can. Um, or if you've got like enough time to listen to me bitch about my ex-girlfriends for a long time. Um, shock. Right, uh, anyway, Willow, um, tell us your journey. Oh, my journey. Your journey. Well, um, I only really discovered I had it about two years ago, and it wasn't even me who discovered it. Basically, um, my boyfriend, Tim, was just like, I was just being a natural, like, chaotic me one day. And he's like, oh, do you know what? Do you have ADHD? It's a joke. And we're like, okay, like, let's let's Google it. Went on the NHS website, and I ticked off everything. Yeah. Literally everything, like, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, like, this is, this is me. I am ADHD. And it makes so much sense, because, like, impulsive, impatient, got so much energy energy all the time, poor attention to detail, everything I've got. Everyone loves you, but no one really wants to employ you. There, well, there uh, we go, yeah. there we go. Managed to hold down a job, but you know, it's it's a oh, thing. Well I mean, you know, it's hard, <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, cause, um, I mean, I had a similar situation with when I discovered mine, because um, actually I was in Chile on a job, uh, working on this uh, project with a friend of mine, and we were, um, and like every time, we, the thing is that we would do these interviews as journalists, and the person who was, we were speaking to would be Spanish, We'd be in a, in a crowded cafe, um, trying to sort of keep the recording devices on. I'm taking notes. Our translator wasn't that bothered about being there. So we would, um, so there's like 15 different stimuli. And mm. I just kept losing the thread of what was going on and zoning out. And it made me look unprofessional. So every time we'd have an interview, I'd have my friends have a go at me for fucking it up, basically. Mm. And I was like, I couldn't figure it out. And then the guy had read about ADHD and been using it to basically excuse himself from being an arsehole, which he doesn't have it but he's an arsehole so um you know like but he was like yeah yeah yeah, you have ADHD and I was like okay um and I was kind of scared to read about it mm. but fair to interrupt you there though how old were you then I was 29 yeah I was just 29 yeah two years ago yeah yeah so just it was about a month before I was diagnosed and then my friend my best mate and I uh she got really tired because we were on these trains and everything all the time traveling all the time mm. and after about two weeks of me doing it she just went batshit being like, you're ruining the project, what the shit's going on with you? You know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not my fault, I'm trying to concentrate. And mm. I've been fired, not fired, but left a job under certain circumstances, under, um, I was pushed out of a job basically before because of lack of attention to detail, yeah. things like that. But it doesn't make sense because you, you, as we were discussing before, you know, you, you make all the effort and yet somehow you miss something and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, can I, like, just saying something on that for, like, people who might not understand it, it's literally you could be looking at a number and you're convinced that's the right number. Like, you checked it three times. You come back and then someone be like, no, that's the wrong number. You'd be like, no, I swear I checked it. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's kind yeah. of like you're blind to something. Yeah, but... but then I found, though, that when they were trying to push me out, I spent a day just sitting down because I really cared about it. Mm. I sat down. I went through all of their... their, 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 their I think they had sort of a big investigation that was something like a five, six page document in which they've been, they basically put me on a performance improvement right. plan. Because of course I couldn't perform, improve my performance because I have ADHD yeah. and I was un, undiagnosed. So when they put me through that plan, 
I was like, I went through all of the mistakes they've made, destroyed them for it, because I had the whole hyper-focus thing going on, because it was really emotional for me. Mm. So I was like, I was like, no, I'm not going down like that. I'm going to go down fighting. I destroyed the fucker to the point that he, the woman who ended up trying to fire me, um, I, well, I mean, if I'd known I'd had ADHD and had still done that, I could have turned around. I mean, I had depression, I had anxiety, because mm. of them. Um, and then, yeah, the whole thing was a mess. So for so, about a year... Further, like, interrupt your story there, I, I just think it'd be very youthful to go back through your journey of ADHD from, like, a kid until now, mm-hmm. like, issues you've had, like, I know you two um, have had different journeys, because you're, you're self-diagnosed, right, mm-hmm. you've been actually clinically diagnosed. Yeah, because mm-hmm. 500 quid, that's probably yeah, why most people so, get diagnosed. Yeah, I want to, like, go back to the beginning, because obviously I've known you for the past 10 years, yeah. or plus, from university, and I always thought, you're a very interesting character, one of the most <laughs> interesting characters I know. And um, I know no. from my personal experience that just due to you having this up, uh, uh, we didn't know what it was at the time. The reason why, in some cases, you may have rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. Obviously, um, I grew to love you, but I mean, other people may not. So, like, I just, yeah, I think it's very important to go back to like, how you were in school and to how was, you are now. I was always quite Marmite, um, a bit like Marmite. People either love you or they just think you're a twat um, and unfortunately I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of elements to ADHD including social insensitivity like we have no third party perspective right. so we therefore come across as insensitive mm. uh, blunt uh, obnoxious sometimes although we don't care when actually we care more than anyone in the room um, because I mean I, when I was tiny I would go around running up to people like do you like me do you like me because <laughs> I had no way of telling and everyone else could understand but so how, how, were you, how were you in there I was fine. I mean, I got bullied consistently because I'd make myself continually vulnerable. And mm. if you, you get RSD as well, which is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, where, for example, if you told me I was a twat, most people were like, well, he's a cunt, doesn't matter. But if you've, when you're in that kind of, it suddenly hits you. It's not all the time, but sometimes it will hit you. And it'll be a comment, like, I remember when I was 16, this guy goes, uh, he was, it was his leaving do at this work thing. I, mean, I don't remember the fucker's name. I remember exactly what he looked like when he said, yeah, I've always thought, Les, I've always thought you were a cunt. Anyway, <laughs> goodbye. And off he went. And I was like, and it just stuck me since I was 16. And then did that make you think that other people thought you yeah, were yeah, good? See, that, that's yeah. what I get. Because if one person says that, you're like, oh, actually, all my friends hate me. Yeah. You get really paranoid. Yep. You th- believe everyone's going to I didn't think it was my friend. I mean, it definitely wasn't but, my friend. But yeah, colleagues. So, but that's kind of actually quite normal kind of, for you. You start to wonder yeah, if there's yeah. something about you. If, somebody, if one person mm. says something about you. I think yeah. that's quite normal. Also, the other thing is that you, I always find myself in the most trouble, but I've not done anything wrong. Right. So this really weird thing where, for example, recently, mm. both my friend and I have said that we're not going to pay this guy who wants to rip us off, basically. <laughs> He's threatening to sue me. He's completely forgotten about her. And it makes no sense. Mm. It's like, what the fuck is that? I mean, obviously he doesn't have a leg to stand on. Otherwise I wouldn't talk about it. But he, um, yeah, this, this asshole decides that He's going to go for me. And it doesn't make any sense because mm. he seems to think that for some reason either I'm stupid or that I'm like, you know, like completely un- incapable of, well, I mean, I know his address now. I know his company's default. I know that he's broken the law three times so far. Ooh. So I'll see him in court. Um, <laughs> but that's because I got upset and couldn't sleep for a night. And then the next day sat there and really nailed him. Um, but I, I went all out and I'm perfectly capable of, you know, I have enough information now to really upset him if he messes with me again. But the point is that I shouldn't have to go through that process. Mm. And that is ADHD there. It is feeling threatened and then taking it to an extreme. And then and then potentially, you know, I, while I would never act on it because I don't want to, um, it's, it's having that power, but then never using it. 
And mm. I think that that's where we get underestimated a lot um, because we, and also I think that the executive functioning and everything like that, going back to what we're talking about with work, what we're talking about work. So it's like attention to detail, I was saying, sort of yeah, like in job sorry. descriptions. Who knows? Off point of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, like all job descriptions will say you need attention to detail. Yeah, like that shit. could actually be impossible. Yeah. Like literally, so like as you were saying. Without like, medication. And that medication yeah. can cost 100, 200 pounds a month if you're not on the NHS. So, you know, like, which is expensive, it costs another yeah. 500 pounds to just get diagnosed. Or I, mean, fifth, I found it for 450, it was the cheapest I could find. But like, that's why I'm not gonna do it. I think it's very important for us to go through that, that entire purpose in the mm. morning. What were you lacking there for you? I think I was always like, I've always been like, tried to be friends with everyone. Yeah, I've been so. very outgoing and it, it has made me very outgoing because mm. I can see like I'm chatty all the time, whatever. Um, but what I think is interesting that what can be, it's picked up more in boys because girls are kind of like seen as a characteristic trait. It's seen as being like a chatty girl is quite normal. But when mm. a boy's disruptive, it's kind of picked up on a lot more. Being so I naughty, think, but well, yeah, naughty. naughty, whereas mine yeah. is more, oh, she's chatty, whatever. So it's kind of been, pushed aside and I think it's just seen as like much more of my characteristic trait so I've been very normal through school and stuff like that just got a way of being chatty and very outgoing so Les how were you when you moved from nursery into school because oh, there's, there's always that period yeah. where like you, you mm. have to sit in front of the teacher put your fingers on your lips and cross your legs <laughs> on the pillow oh. carpet how were you were you like disruptive or were you unable to do that I think I was kind of every teacher's I mean I've consistently been a favourite of a lot particularly female teachers it's kind of hit and miss but um, even at uni as well, um, because because I think that you know we're naughty-ish but lovable as well. And as a mm. teacher, I know that those are my favourite students as well. The ones who would like be a, act out a little bit, and you'd be like, <clears throat> and they'd be like, oh, sorry, miss. You know, because you know they care. Yeah. It's just like they're just it's but just innate just a, to them. Yeah, and yeah. it's fun and it's cute mm. and it's great, but it is disruptive. I mean, like it is difficult. Yeah, it is hard to teach students like that. And I think that a lot of teachers, especially when you're very bright like I am and like you are. You know, like, I mean, not to suck our own dicks or anything, but, <laughs> you know, like, we are quite... Like, ADHD people tend to be very intelligent as well. So there's that kind of disconnect between you're intelligent, but why aren't you able to do these things? And that's so frustrating for us as individuals as well. So mm -hmm. I would be top set across the board, and yet my A-levels were bollocks. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't... in the, the subjects I wasn't interested in or took for granted or coasted on, I fucked up. But, for example, history, I've always been interested by, and I, and I got the top mark in the country for a mock exam in that. Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting as well. Didn't do it as an A level. I think that's very interesting. I think. Do you think the reason why you did well in history is because you can use your your, your imagination, you can use oh, yeah. your personality? Definitely. Because I found I, I was good at history as well. I wasn't really that good at most other subjects besides maths and a, and a few others. But I mean, history. Reason why I like history because I can use my imagination. Mm. I, I, I like to be creative. I like to think. I like to use, like, think about stuff. If you're just talking to me about like um, accounting or something, I'm just going to yeah. out. Can't do it, yeah, same, yeah. yeah, that's it. It's like we've got an interest-driven yeah. nervous system. Yeah. So that's why journalism's great, because I'm interested in the people I talk to. Yeah. Mm. And, but if it, there's a palpable difference between the features that I produce about people who I've spoken to and care about and something dry like a council meeting that I don't give a fuck about. Right. And mm. if it's a subject I'm not interested in, then the article comes out shit. But if there's a, and this is what my editors said, but if it was a profile or it was about animals or it was about people or it was about something like that, then I'm on it. I am, I am going to give them a Pulitzer Prize winning piece. It's like 1,200 words when they've asked for 400. So for people who don't know, who might think they have ADHD, because you've self-diagnosed, mm. you've been clinically diagnosed, mm. what are the symptoms? Shit. So you've got like, there's kind of two parts of it. It's like the inattentiveness 
group and you've got the hyperactivity group and within those and things an and, well. yeah yeah and it kind of goes across so hyperactivity which is a lot more what i have it's like having like a lot of energy massive mood swings mm -hmm. being really impatient yeah. really impulsive like um acting without thinking yeah. which is what they say it's acting without thinking but you do actually think you think yeah. but it's really it's just like Very to other to other people like because you're so methodical in setting up all this equipment it was amazing to me i'd just be like oh sake like I can't do this I'd give up so it's kind of like that sort of frustration element then the inattentiveness element is like it's like the fidgeting can't focus if we're in a meeting I've zoned out already mm -hmm. like Les might have zoned yeah. out me talking just no, now because yeah, I'm monologuing no, do you know what I mean I'm it's like so it's kind of like some of the stuff is a bit interrupted some of the stuff yeah. you've mentioned there makes me think do I have it because <laughs> I, 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 don't, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't like I don't like <laughs> to talk all the time when I'm, my wife is in the background of there and yeah, yeah. I, apparently she has a lot of conversations with me that I don't remember. Apparently. I think that's just been yeah. a problem. Or, she, I mean, that was or thing, she's like, pulling a fast on one of those two. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, honey, don't you remember that my parents are coming over next weekend? I haven't told you. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that, yeah, that's another thing though, because I had this whole huge issue getting over my ex girlfriend. And my brother the other day, he just turned to me and goes, yeah, I still sometimes think about my ex probably every day as well. Because we broke up with our ex girlfriends at the same time. I'm not trying to dob him in. I hope it's. New girlfriend isn't listening because he does love her to pieces. <laughs> he really does, and we all do. She's part of the family. Anyway, um, yeah, but he was saying, like, no, that's normal. And you, when you've been diagnosed or you think about all the ADHD stuff, there's a lot of things that are normal behaviours, but we kind of seem to get, or at least we allegedly get them a lot more than normal people. So we're kind of like a bit extra. Or like mm. Everyone always says, oh, yeah, you're so intense. And that's an exhausting mm. sentence. That really hurts sometimes. I think also in that kind of like, you know, like the Britishness sense of like stiff up a oh, lip, very reserved. All this stuff. I've always hated it because I'm very yeah. outgoing. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm just very like bullish and I'll do something yeah. very blunt. And that goes completely again. And they stick you what a we're taught. They treat you like a child Oh, 100% sometimes. at my work. I, has, I was actually told very early on that um, basically I was making too many jokes. I need to be a bit more professional. This yeah, stuff. I was like, I'm literally just being me. Like I'm doing perfect work. Yeah, I got pulled over for that at my okay. first job as well. Willow, what, what, what do you do? Oh, so I basically I'm in like operations for a social research agency. So I do like HR, finance, ops, bit of like new bid writing, bit of everything. Um, we have a note. We have a note. Producer. Oh, yeah. come hither. Come hither. Come to us. Oh, my wife doesn't want to be on camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got here. What we got? What we got? American culture ADHD. You sexy bitch. Okay, Ooh. all right. Let's do this. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Love you. I love you more than he does. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, that was a note there. That's a distraction, and now we're probably going to end up talking yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Right, what were you saying? I was talking about basically, it's just like you get judged on your personality in yeah. the workplace, but there's not oh, enough awareness yeah. about like it's my personality, it's me being ADHD. Like yeah. you can't just tell me that because that's actually like yeah, it's like ridiculous. why don't you just go and tell a disabled guy to stand up and walk <laughs> yeah. over? Like, you know, I mean, like you'd be mortified, or if you told a black mm. person, oh yeah, it's not your culture or something like that, and they're like, I'm from Lewisham. You know, it's like, yeah. just fucking tell me about culture, so you, you bitch. Like, uh, with your personality, that obviously it's a strong personality for both mm. of you, do you ever feel that you need to water it down? Cause yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, I think no, that's we're told to. That's yeah. the worst bit. We're told to mm. water it down. Because it's like, like you were saying, like, you know, like, if you're in a professional environment, why would you have a personality of your own? Yeah. But then they always want creative out-of-the-box mm. things. They're full of shit. Yeah. Like, the whole work culture, and this is the whole corporate I think thing, so. it's a load of bollocks. Yeah. But I think that's the whole issue why... We all, like you've had um, issues in school and all that. I think the whole, the whole thing, the whole education and structure is to create subordinates. Mm. So you go into the workplace and you're yeah. meant to fit in this box, you're meant to do this. And you're yeah, meant to you're there to like, provide function. Like a robot. 
And like, if also if you don't have that personality to just conform to what you're told to, mm. or what's meant to be normal, you're not gonna like fit in well. That's why I think that people like you are better off in um doing creative jobs where yeah. you can just yeah, be for me. Pay, that's not true though. Like there's, there's, there's loads of famous people that are like, able to be creative. Mm. You got a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to read the list? You have Johnny Depp, Justin Timberlake, Jim yeah. Carrey, David Blaine, Jamie Oliver, Paris. This is the irony. Is that so those are a list of um, celebrities that um, are producer. Um, 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 diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Do you want to read for that list again? For so Johnny Depp, Justin Timberlake, Jim Carrey, David Blaine, Jamie Oliver, Paris Hilton. Thing is that this is the irony of the whole. Because um, this is what I've always found difficult is that when I'm in an office environment. I'm told I'm the funny guy, I bring a load of life to the office. And it's like, you know, and I've been in these really dead environments in which I've been, in, in which the head office came in to encourage us to be more lively and chatty and have a chat. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm pulling my fucking weight, but it's not my fault. Every time I make a phone call, the place echoes around me with 10 people in it. Like, it's retarded. And that I was the asshole. It just, it exhausts me. That's why I don't actually like the workplace. I don't, they mm. try to make you get comfortable on a social media. Uh, but there's always a boundary. Yeah, and they never tell my true self, I get fired or yeah. called in. So well, that's what happens you, to us. I find it all fake and everything, and that's why I don't, I don't it's, give my true self. You can't be you. It's no. I, know, I know I'm going to get into trouble. So yeah. Yeah. I can't say what I want to say. I can't do what I want to do. So I, I, I find the whole structure of it complete bullshit. And that's it? why I don't go to um, social stuff. Because yeah. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. You're not being used. Yeah. So. yeah, it's exhausting. It's like, why on earth are we so accustomed to wearing masks yeah. over our true selves? It's ex- mm. It kills me. Because so, it's like, oh yeah, but you've been professional. No, you're not. You, you put on a pantomime act yeah. of something when it's not what you think. It's not who you are. And you get those really well... And the worst bit is the most successful people career-wise are the ones who perfect that mask. There's this guy called Angus who dated my friend and he's like he's a very... He went to a private school and when you speak to... When I spoke to him socially... He handled me. He didn't speak to me. He never really understood who this person in front of him was. He just sit, go, sits there and goes, yes, yes, let's. Ha ha, corker. I don't know a thing about the guy. I don't have a thing to say about the guy. He's the dullest piece of shit. Well, he's not even a piece of shit. He's, he's actually a very nice bloke, but that's all I know about him. He's a nice enough fella, because that's the impression he's given me. But that's an on-purpose mm. veneer mask. He does drugs on the weekend like everybody else. Yeah. Like, why would you need... And why do we need to put up for this facade? It's because you don't trust people. That's the problem. And you can't. Because you can't trust them because then they turn around and tell you're unprofessional and you have to fuck down. And then you're stabbed in the back from people you actually have a relationship, thought you were having a relationship with and they stab you. I had the same thing at the Sun. Like, you know, I had the audacity to actually make friends with people or try to. Mm. And stab, 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 stab. And I was warned I would be stabbed. That was the weird thing. That's mental that... People even said that. That's an awful yeah. working watch her, she's a snake. And she was perfectly nice to me and then made a complaint mm. about me formally. And what the fuck? Sorry to interrupt you there as well. I remember when I took my first job at a university, I worked for this um, college. And I remember, like, cause I'm, like when I'm new to an environment, I saw I'm a very quiet person. People mm. always say I'm quiet. So I always sit in the background. It's interesting what you notice when you're that quiet. People don't realise that you're there. Mm. Like, I see these people that they're That's hanging around with each other all friendly. But then... Somebody walks out of the room and they're just talking shit about oh. that person and that person. And I'm just like, I thought you guys were friends and all that. I thought you guys yeah. were cool, but turns out you're just snakes and you just say all sorts of shit about each other. Yeah. I found funny. that really, I'm like, wow. It's disgusting, is it? But yeah. that's what I really it's wonder. British whether... That's British office culture. Yeah. But it's is not... it like every office culture? I don't know. Is there, because you know how like there's so many companies out there like Facebook, it's like we're a massive family. Like I, I really no, want to know whether shit. that's actually true. Like it's anywhere genuinely. No. no. I don't think Unless it's possible. Unless it's a family business, in which case they're yeah. going to fight like cats yeah. Yeah. openly. And I'm um, left. Um, what I wanted to say as well, 
um, the reason why we, we, I wanted to do this podcast with you because I thought like, I wanted to do a podcast with somebody creative, somebody who's interesting. And the mm-hmm. first person, I saw, one of the first people I thought of was like, with you just because of your personality. I think your mm-hmm. personality brings a lot. Just like you say anything, you have you, you live an interesting life. And I think people like you should be doing more creative stuff just because. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I recently had a book of poetry that I wrote when I was about 25. Um, uh, published by uh, it's called the Positivity Verses. Little plug is it there. out on Amazon? Or? It's out on Amazon. Is well. it and actually? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, don't buy it. It's scary. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, no, but buy it. it. I need money. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. But I mean, like yeah, we do all these creative things, but we do them, and then either you get applaud- applauded for them, but you always set social anxiety that you learn throughout life is that you're not acceptable as a person. And so you have to find a reason for people to accept you, and the reason is obviously now ADHD because now all of a sudden instead of it being just me being a weirdo. Uh, for having your destiny to have a personality and not be boring versus, um, you know, people who are, um, you know, and now all of a sudden there's a tribe of us. So it's not a me, now it's an us. And that was the biggest thing that I got from the diagnosis is that it's not just me. Mm. And that's huge. But the fact is that we should not have to have a scientific definition of ourselves yeah. as neurodiverse. It, because society is so straight-laced that it can't understand that people should be more than this capitalist sort of, I don't know what, or maybe communist, or something is, and I'm done with being an S. You know, I'm, you it's see. exhausting. Mm. And it's like, I'm not making, I'm not having fun doing this. I get 70 years to live. Like, you know, but I mean, British culture, British office culture in particular, I didn't have this problem in Indonesia. And this is one oh. of the points that our producer has made, is that American culture and ADHD. So when I was living abroad, I lived with Americans, Aussies, Canadians, um, Germans. Well, she's in a half. <laughs> um, you know, like Germans, you know, and everybody. And I, I, that diversity is what I thrived on. I live, I've lived with French people, Belgian people, uh, you know, like everything. And I love it. I love that kind of that input. But the cultures that come with it are so different. So, for example, for us, we would probably be a lot better off in Australia, where people are a lot more laid back. There's a bit mm. more sunshine. We're less likely to get depressed. Um, you know, there's more things out there that can kill you, which kind of adds a little bit of spice to life. Every a little bit of danger, we love it. Yeah, I love a little bit of danger. <laughs> you know, a bit of drama. Um, and that's one of the things I miss about it. But instead, I live in England. So, um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's very important because, as I said, you, you've both been diagnosed differently. You've self been diagnosed, you've been clinically diagnosed. Hmm. But what are the steps? Uh, first things first is someone tells you why you're being a retard. Uh, you spend 10 years trying to figure it out and then they uh, tell you, actually, you know, have you tried checking this out? Uh, you check it out, you sit there for about two hours reading over the same list again and again. And I, I got quite emotional when mm. I realised. I, I, I won't lie, I was a little well, tear when, or two shed. When you think yeah. this, is this something online? Or like, yeah, um, you know, you just, well, I mean, I went to ADD Institute, who I now write for. Um, but they, um, yeah, but like, it gives you a basic overview, which is like five or six items. Then you do a little test that they can give you. And if you get over, I don't know, 10 or 12, then it's likely that you should probably have get checked out for it. And is um, there something on the NHS or is it something it's private? Just, yeah, you can find it everywhere. There is lots of these little tests. Right. Don't use BuzzFeed, they're crap. Right. But use like um, a related So site. do you mean like just go on Google and just type in yeah. ADHD? Yeah, ADHD symptoms. Yeah, right. that easy. I mean, you want to give a list of these websites then? Uh, I'd go for ADD Achieve myself, right. some bias. Uh, there's also ADD UK or ADHD UK. Um, Instagram's packed full of people like the ADHD nurse. Um, who talk about it um, and but then again it's just kind of if you Twitter if we if you turn it into a TikTok thing it devalues what it is um, it is a serious issue for a lot of people but equally though it does have so many positives yeah like you know like we're cre- we're more creative than most people and it's exhausting but that's that comes with its own exhaustion is that 
for example, when I'm trying to design something in my head, I can get all these ideas done like that. And now I have to wait for someone else to catch up. And then my boss, uh, okay, in the, in the case of a construction situation where I was rebuilding the van, uh, where I was renovating the van, it would take me to say something. My dad, who was our engineer, didn't take me seriously because he's, you know, I'm his son and he's grown up with me just having pie in the sky ideas all the time. Then my friend Laura would say the exact same idea that I've just said. And mm. then she gets listened to because she's seen as a more serious person. Which I which I really hate because it's like being serious. Like you can be serious. You can be serious in a way that doesn't have to be like like stone face. I'm yeah. saying this thing. You can just be serious because you have a good idea, but you can deliver it in a much more charismatic way. And we're always dismissed for it because they mm. think because we tell jokes or because we're like you know a little bit ditzy that we're idiots. And actually, we're sharpest people in there half the time. So what is the next step then after you've done your test on that? So after you've done your test, you then uh, check it. You, you It then makes you a bit paranoid for a couple of weeks. You talk to your friends and family. You talk to other people. You kind of look through it. it. The major thing for me is that all of my past, all those questions in the past as to what the fuck happened now, that you, I've spent years obsessing over, like breakups, things like that. Why did I fuck that up? You know, in one case, you know, why didn't I hear somebody say, they weren't happy, you know, and then I still went ahead and did things that were upsetting for them, you know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't make logical sense. So all of a sudden, all of those, all of those things that you couldn't understand have suddenly fallen into place. Well, you find them missing pieces. You know, yeah. You realize why this is happening, mm. why, why people perceived you a certain way. And then it makes you reevaluate and look at everything differently. Right. And I tried to explain this to the ex-girlfriend who I'd upset. And she told me to go fuck myself because she's a cunt. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she she literally. <laughs> you ever thought like you've been given like a like a bad hand now, like just because not really, just because like it's not your fault. This mm. is not something you're trying to do. This is something that's in you. No, it's a case of not. It's not necessarily. It, you look at the world differently. You look at society differently. Yeah. I always looked at society differently anyway. Right. From when I was about twenty-two, when I had that major incident we don't talk about, yeah. um, because it showed quite how stupidly fragile all of this thing is. If you don't fit into society, you're not going to find yourself with the nuclear family. Right. So that's the issue that we always fight, is because we're not designed for that. And that's hard to explain to people who mm. want that, because that's what we've been brought up with as well, and we have to understand that, and then make that clear. Uh, I'm not... And, but then people say, oh, you're immature. They try to put you in that different mm. box that doesn't apply. They try to make you feel like... You know, but you're always going to be the odd one out. And that's hard when you're the most sociable person in there. When you need people, mm. that's difficult. When that rejection comes in, you're fucked. That hurts. Because, like, you know, like, and that's why you end up with people, like, going off into romantic relationships with people that are quite weird. Because you think, oh, you're like me, you're weird like me. But half the time they're not. Half the time they can be sociopathic. Like, you know, like, I mean, I've had some, so I had to, like, I mean, I'll go on about my relationships to the end of the days, but... There have been some relationships there that were very toxic that I went into because I thought this person's weird like me. They weren't. They were just, they were weird in a mean way. Or they were just, I wanted them to be like me and they weren't. So mm. that's the difficulty is that you find yourself vulnerable socially, you find yourself vulnerable at work, and then also you have that whole constant churn of why why am I not quite there even though I'm doing all the on, right things. Yeah, on that point, it when you have ADHD, you're much more likely to have like, blame yourself for problems oh, when yeah, actually it might not, it's like external locus of control you actually like attribute your success or failure or whatever it's like your success isn't it's down to chance it's not actually me i didn't do it right yeah. and i actually find myself whenever there's a mistake at work i instantly assume it's my me fault too. because and then you have, like, it's, it's this whole extremes. paranoid world you built up about yourself yeah. because you're so aware you're different before. yeah and people are used to blaming you because you're a bit bubbly out there whatever mm-hmm. and it all sort of 
narrows down to you feeling very self-conscious as well. It's exhausting. It's like, yeah. and also as a bloke as well, like the expectations on us as individuals are different. But like you were saying before about your school days and like mm. how mine was slightly different. I was, ne- I was always the odd one. I wasn't, mm. but I was loved, but I was odd. But then sometimes that love isn't enough. You kind of want everyone to like you. Mm. You want to be mm. understood by everybody, but you can't be understood because you don't understand yourself. And yeah, it's exhausting. But sorry, I can't remember what you were saying. I was just, we were talking about the same thing. Good. Right, uh, I think we, sorry, we're still on track. Uh, um, I'm going to refer to our post it notes. Oh, um, it's done, done that, done that. No, oh, we smashed that. No, oh, we smashed all of them. Okay, good. All right, producer, we need more. Okay, yeah, um, give us more. Than that one. Yeah, okay, so culture, it's just like, um, going back to culture, sorry. Oh, so you look at us bouncing around. <laughs> See, we're on the same wavelength, and this is why Willow and I got on from the minute we met. We have so, vibing at a party. Absolutely. So before there. you go, the so, in the room. Before you go, get there. Because I know we just keep going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> off point. Off point. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, you got diagnosed. Who, who do you speak to a doctor? How how does um, I found you... an ADHD nurse called Chad. Um, called ADHD Archie. Um, he's not his name's actually Archie, but he runs the ADD clinic in ADHD clinic in uh, Guildford. And uh, he's a top bloke. Really nice guy. Laughs a lot at my jokes. So you know, charges me one hundred and fifty quid a fucking hour. Um, but yeah, he, he, he diagnosed me, he got me all sorted out and that was fine, but he was the cheapest I could find. Um, so mental health is expensive. So finding out that you're with, and this is the whole fuck up, fucked up thing. This should be free. Yeah. Like it mm. should be free to get checked properly. It shouldn't, we shouldn't, if you do it on the NHS, you're waiting six, seven months. And obviously you don't have the time for that shit. Mm. You know, I've got life to lead here. I don't want to sit around for six months finding out why I got five from four drops, right. even though I didn't do anything wrong. It's just fucking mm. weird. And I think though that after a while you do fall out of love with society right. um, and you start to resent it. And that's what leads to people who are ADHD people are more likely to be in jail. We're more likely to be drug addicts. We're more likely to disassociate from society because it doesn't accept us, not the other way around. And then there's this whole artificial effort to be more accepting of people with ADHD. But the fact is that I'm not going to employ somebody in a wheelchair if it means I don't have to make my entire building wheelchair friendly just for them. And when I've got another option, which is somebody who's just as good, who is able-bodied. So you're not, if you're a journalist trying to do ADHD stuff, the instant thing that people think is that stigma of he can't do this job because of his brainwaves. The way his brainwaves means he's not going to be able to do this job, I won't hire him. And that's what's fucked up mm. because it's like I'm going to automatically be disqualified from things I'm good at. Um, you know, like there's no, nobody thinks about the positive sides of it. Like the fact that if there was a lead, I would be a bloodhound on it. I'm relentlessly mm. in pursuit of people. Um, for example, when my motorbike got stolen, I found the guy's address. It's 11, uh, 17 Connell Way um, in um, Merseyside. Uh, sorry, yeah, in, uh, yeah, in Birkenhead. I'm going to find you, little cunt. <laughs> We're um, coming for you. Yeah, I told the police that within three days. They hadn't even bothered putting an officer on it. I, you know, I had footage of everything. Because I was upset, because I had that high focus, because I've got the skills to find people, because I've got the skills to pursue something that upsets me. And you normally are more motivated, like... It's the energy you have from the ADHD can sort of give you this like oh, relentless yeah. pursuit of something. Yeah, I won't sleep. Like you, like in my job, it's quite useful because I'm on multiple tasks, which is another thing ADHD people are good at. Um, I'm quite good at just I keep on hammering away at people, and other people get a bit awkward from that. It's like the British culture thing, like oh, I don't oh, want to ask people to do things. So I like I just don't care. It's like it's my job. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to yeah. keep on going, and that's what actually makes me good at my job because I just relentlessly do it. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and like dealing with it with PR with PR people as well is the same. It's mm. like. Why is it that if I want something, I want it done, why is it the expectations on me are that everything should be done right now? Mm. And yet you go to people who you need to help you 
and they're just not under that pressure. They no... always get paid more than us. Yeah, it's so just... we're more efficient. Is it? I think it's a lot of the facade thing, as we we're saying, they look more competent on the <sighs> surface, but they're it's just like, yeah. they're bland. And yeah, they're boring. And it's just <laughs> that boring people like boring people. And there's a lot of boring people. There's a lot of boring. Very boring. And then they're like, oh, you're great. You're so funny. Like, you know, look at all these people we just named before, like Johnny Depp, Justin Timberlake. Everyone fucking worships them. They mm. worship people who are different from them because they're put in that right light and all their insecurities and all that sort of bits that kind of mess with you up. And like, one of the things I do is I project that I'm... Like, what I'm dealing with is I will project that and amplify it. So if I'm happy, the whole room just lights up. If I'm sad, I'll drag it all down. You know, like, but if I'm, like, worried or if I'm, like, you know, or something like that, or if I'm worried, if I'm anxious, then it makes everyone else anxious and therefore they stop trusting me. So we struggle a lot with people trusting us. Um, if you accuse me of something, I'm going to worry that I've not remembered that detail. And that's something that my first girlfriend who you knew... Uh, she used to monopolise on that a lot because Ooh. I couldn't fill in those gaps and therefore I got gassed at it. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and then it also made me look guilty and then I'd feel guilty. Mm. So, and then because I was act- felt guilty, I'd start acting guilty and then it looked like I was more guilty and it would reinforce her point to the point whereby it actually was okay for her to abuse me because I would allow that. And she was a cunt. She's a cunt. She, she's a complete cunt. But, you know, but she's a very successful cunt. She's now oh. the director, or at least the last time I checked, she's the director of a digital company. And, um... Bullshit. Yeah, it's it's a bit. I, mean, I think we just identified it there, but you know, fuck it. <laughs> come at me. Come on, bring the lawsuit. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, <laughs> I'm worried. I, 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 I give a fuck. I give a fuck for anybody. I don't give a fuck. Come at me, bro. Yeah, come at me, bro. I know where you live. I'll find you in three days. Determine if any, any lawsuit these two are paying. <laughs> no, I, 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 I give. I give all the fucks. If I'm a fair fuck, I'll give it. All right. So, what do you want to talk about next? What's going on? Go on. Bring us another question. We're a little bit on time, though. <laughs> well, we're over the 30 minute mark, so I don't know what we're Okay, doing. we're going to 45. Let's go. Okay, we're going to 45. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Right, so are you on any medication? I am. I take 30 milligrams of um, Advance, uh, but I tried a few other ones as well. It takes a while to get used to it. It does give you anxiety. There are side effects. You can't, I mean, right now I'm not on any at the moment because I chose not to because I'm drinking, um, but also because I'm meeting my new girlfriend's friends so also um well dehydration is one of them um you also have the fact that it kind of dampens who you are so this is the fucked up thing mm. i have to dampen who i am and my emotional range so that i can fit in a society and focus on mundane tasks in order to provide something for people um it does help you with concentration like for example there's a powerful difference between my out my work output if i'm on the medication versus not um, I, I will clean the house differently. Um, but with ADHD, you, you know, you, you deal with the problem that's directly in front of you. So for example, if, uh, I will walk through, if I walk through a door, I'll forget what I'm doing, but I'll start mm. doing different tasks. So everything kind of comes together at the end, but it's more like sort of, it's more like a sort of wave rather than I mean, it's all bitty, isn't it? You'll do this yeah. and you do that, then you do that. And then you're like, oh shit, I was actually meaning to do task A, so I'll go back to that. And then it's yeah. all the way all over the place yeah and that's how i would have uh, that's what would let me at work when my phone would mm. ring i'd deal with that phone call do that interview and then put the phone down and then start tapping up that interview and then yep. realize that and then i'd be like oh i need to check something else check it on a different screen and then i'd be doing that other task so i would end up producing four articles at once rather than uh spend the time to do one properly mm. well i mean they'd all be done properly they'd all be overdone as well because i'd be hyper focused and make sure that it was perfect right. but then it would get edited down it would be a complete waste of time right. I'd waste like three four hours of my time right. just because I wasn't doing it to 
the level that I was you, told to. Do you think if you were able to just like fo- like be just be focused, do you think you got get further in life? Do you have you how do you, think, feel, how do you feel that that this has affected mm-hmm. your life? I think that if I'd been diagnosed earlier, then it would have made a lot more sense. I would have been less like there were certain battles I shouldn't have had to fight. And I did have to fight them. They took a lot out of me. Um, they changed my personality. They right. changed my expectations. Um, so you said uh, you always said that you've been misdiagnosed. Were you diagnosed with anything? When I was nine, they checked me. One person said I had it. The other person said I didn't. Right. My mum and dad were like my mum and dad. Obviously, my mum was a former teacher. She was like she'd seen kids on Ritalin, and her words were that they go from being the fu- this delightful, brilliant, fun child, right. then they dose them up with Ritalin, and the next thing you see is they're just a fucking they're just a potato. <sighs> you. That's very sad. Do you think that there should be another system for these type of kids that growing up where they're like they can identify? Yeah, there is. It's uh, mm-hmm. there's the Montserrat schools, I think. But okay. uh, what, what are, are they? Montserrat? Are they the ones that they just go do creative? Like you can choose whatever subject you yeah, want. They go and do like outdoors or do, and, yeah, 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 there's one in Wembley. I know about that. I know that uh, the school with ADHD that I talked to. Uh, she's a surgeon now. And there's a surgeon with ADHD called Holly, and so she's brilliant. How 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 does this work? Uh, I don't actually know. I didn't look into so it. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be great if they'd be able to like look at you from your... Uh, although that can kind of put everybody in a box. But I mean, mm. I do think it'd be great if they'd be able to identify when you're very young that, oh, mm. you're not ADHD. Mm. You're not meant to be sat in a classroom or yeah. go in the office. You're not supposed to do that. Let's get you doing bunch of creators mm. see yeah you but you're already then like putting voice but also yes, i know i know it right. depends on the individual yeah. so for example i wanted to be a doctor when i was 14 yeah. 15 that's because i wanted to be a plastic surgeon yeah. so you had a sexy cool life i've you met plastic nip surgeons tuck. yeah nip tuck <laughs> nip tuck <laughs> fucking responsible for the crash of my career um you know and i ended up doing chemistry because that's how you become it but chemistry is fucking boring yeah so you know like, i've ended up with this academic issue but then we wouldn't have met if i hadn't yeah um and i think though that i could have been a very you know a very different position i am now where I, I own two businesses, I have, um, you know, I've got shit published throughout the world. Um, I've been very successful in my so, own right, but not paid for it. Can I just ask so, you what, what um, GCSE you did? Did 11 GCSEs, so I uh, did, I got, uh, fuck, history, chemistry, uh, physics, psych, uh, not psychology, I did that for A level. Um, I did 11 of them, so RE, uh, geography, history, said that already. Maths, I did um, triple science, which is all three separately. And then I did um, drama. I was quite, I got a B for that. What? Weird. I know. You're I, kidding. Life, I just you about, are I, drama. I could have literally talked about what my life was. Yeah, literally. And it would have been the shit play of Afro- oh, Adam Oh, God. And there was this twat who'd been to theatre school twice, and she was like, oh, no. And she was so over the top, and made the rest of us just be like, oh, it's just That's cringy. embarrassing. Stuff it was awful. The world. Oh, sorry. Um, whoops. Um, yeah, nice try. Um, I feel like that was 11. Yeah, it was, that felt like 11. I can't remember. Don't ask me mine. I, I can't. I know it's just yesterday. like, really? Yeah, it's applied to be paramedic, and it's like, they did that, and it was like, what the fuck? I, I, I don't remember I don't what think I got any of those exam boards are right because I could not be fucked to go to the drawing. They're not going to find out. Just put where it's like I've got a masters. Fuck you. Yeah. But, you know, like I've done more than just that. I've got a yeah. ten-year career. Give so, me something. What else? Um, what else? What do you mean? Oh, GCSE as well. Oh, come on. Um, history, geography, triple science. This is horrible. Drama, RE. English. You must have done yeah, English, English, maths. English languages. Okay, yeah, that's possible. Awesome. Uh, hey. no, I think we've done eleven. I, let the man be. He can't think about how, it. How did you do in them? Uh, two A stars, four A's, four B's, and a C in chemistry. And that's, that's, quite, that's considered. Really I did great, but the thing is, though, the revising—they just say revised. 
And I would sit there, I'd read the entire page, I'd do all the little like bits and bobs, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll remember that because I can see it now. Fuck, gone. So do you want to know what Complete happened? waste of three weeks. So I did, I did six GCSEs, and I got, what did I get? Two Ds, two Es, and an F and a D. <laughs> and you make more money than I do. Yeah. I've got but, um, A-levels, I've got master's degrees, but to I've got be, everything. But like, to, be, to be fair, like to clean that up, I did go to college, and I did retake most of those most okay. of my things, and then I went to university afterwards, so it's not like I just... That's how you get through life. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, yeah. you had to work hard, but yeah. you know, you came from a disadvantaged background and that's a very different thing. Because I've got all the advantages in the world. I am from Surrey. I've got a really good education. I've been really lucky throughout life. But I make fuck all. Like, I make an embarrassingly little amount of money considering what I've actually achieved. I mean, like, mm. you know, like I've written in, the, I've got a column in the, in the top magazine, mental health magazine in the world. I've got like fucking, um, you know, like, I write for the Independent, the Sun, the you know, like the Washington Post is Nick, no, not Washington Post, but, but you know, like Deutsche Welle. I've been, I've changed EU law, you know, all this. You're shit. a big man in the uh, newspaper world. Well, I'm not. I'm really not. But my point is though that I've been successful in my own right, but I've been in jobs that have just not had you that. Think, you level. think there's certain jobs where they just ask for too much qualification, Definitely. credentials, oh, they, 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 all they, the time. They don't want, they want to pay you the money that it takes you to do it. What, yeah. No, what, it's, what, it's a competitive salary. Yeah, yeah. walk away. Yeah, yeah, walk away. Yeah, what is the point of getting you to do all of this qualification, get all this work experience, and then they're going to pay you for all? Yeah. yeah, it's like twenty-four grand. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, and then they say, oh yeah, it's an internship, by the yeah. way, which means we have to say. It's just, I'm sick of being ripped off by society. So I, I, I've had that same issue yeah. as well because I did um I did business management. I also did um film studies. So in the last few years, I've been trying to get back into the more film side, mm. and I've been looking at the salaries compared to what I do now. It's oh, a joke. It's a, it's creative salary. Creative yeah, sector. They'll use it and they'll make so much yeah. money off of your back, yeah. and, and they will pay you fuck all. Yeah. It's because they're like, oh, you're having fun while you're doing yeah. your job, so you better be grateful. It's, it's like, no, therefore you're what? okay. Yeah, no, no, it takes talent. You can. Oh. Um, I've had to do so much work for free, just that, yeah. for mm. fuck or yeah. barely any money. Just, or charity yeah. or whatever. And yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, look good on your CV. No, it won't. Your company's going to only be okay if I'm good at what I do. Yeah. So who the fuck's profiting from that? I'm sick of this shit. Like, okay, so, you know, I mean, like, at the Sun, um, and I've said this before, 120 quid a shift. They make you do up to eight or nine stories that are on a national level. And if you fuck up once, they drop you like that. There's, it's just brutal, and there's no point. And everyone, I think there's an entire... It, it's a, it's completely affected the way I see the world. Because we're at the top level, getting paid fuck all, and then as soon as someone gets an award for it, which we deserved... So, you know, people who actually wrote it, who were freelancers, who were completely disposable. Mm. We were the ones who wrote this fucking award-winning blog, like coronavirus blog, when I was working on it. We're the ones who put in the ideas. We're the ones who figured out the system, how it works, so we can put pictures up there, so we can... You know, like we we're applying supplying something every seven minutes. We get paid fuck all, and the paper takes the accolade that we weren't named as individuals. The editors who were full time named as individuals, they had nothing to do with it. This so is just capitalism at this point, isn't it? We're just like we're yeah. ripping into and it's our entire generation. Right? And we've talked about housing before and everything like that. But when you see it in its entirety, everyone gets uncomfortable about you telling the truth. And that's exhausting. Mm. And then you end up being a maverick where you end up being seen as so a bit out of So that's order. another thing actually related to ADHD is actually you will speak your mind. Absolutely be honest. And because you... Well, exactly, because I love, I love being honest. I like being blunt because I don't like to lie to yeah, people. It's just not worth all. it. But the problem is nobody else puts themselves out there. So you're like, um, you put yourself out there and people can just easily shoot you down and be like, I stand up for yeah. so many of my friends and, and they won't stand up for themselves. Years. But then Ugh. you get shot down because you've actually said something and then and you And it just... gets personal so quickly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like... actually, you're just actually just trying to have a constructive conversation, yeah. but people Why say it's people aggressive. Why do people not say what they think? I don't know. Why are we weird for not 
for just saying, okay, what do you think? I think this is stupid. Oh, now you've, now you've upset everybody. No, we haven't. You're just in charge and therefore we're supposed mm. to respect that. But you don't respect us. Why should we respect you? It's like not respecting a hierarchy is something. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, people at the top are power hungry people who are sociopaths in general. <laughs> like, we know that more CEOs are psychopaths than any other profession. And yet we're supposed to, you know, like somehow think that that's the way to go. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the actual fuck? And yet the whole of society has been convinced now this is how we should live our lives. Well, actually, yeah. no. You know what? There's nothing to stop us from going to a CEO's house, breaking in on him, <laughs> beating the shit out of him, and robbing him. I mean, like, why would he not? Jeff? Like, you know, he's got more money than we have. But Jeff Bezos, I mean, if, if like 500 people showed up at his mansion while he was in there, we could rob the cunt. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Why should... I back us. Let's it? go now. Let's just go. Fuck yeah. I mean, I can't afford a flight. Can you? Um, no. no Marlon, you, know, you got any money? Come on. Make the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's always broke. Structure, uh, structure, Marlon. We need structure. Um, We're losing it. Oh yeah, structure, structure. Anyway, we need a money guy. We need a money guy. Yeah. yeah. So our next guest is general. We're the money guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Uh, Andy, <laughs> Andy. Yeah, Andy will be useful. I'm going to drag him into this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other people. Yeah, yeah. We should probably not name names. Anyway, oh, sure. um, all right. Sorry. Another question, please, Marlon. I don't know what else I have about that. Um, we had notes. How do you think that? We no longer have notes. We have like little paper airplanes. You <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So what, like, in terms of like doing, having your medication, what like impact does that have? You say you're um, I use it when I need to, when I know that I've got a serious, when I need executive function, that's when I use it. And to be fair, it's useful for that. Um, this morning, the reason I was late is because <laughs> I, I, I knew it wasn't the Uber. It was the Uber. Uh, no, it wasn't the Uber. It was me. I woke up at 10.30 thinking I'd be out the door in half an hour. Saw the kitchen was a mess. Ran around, tidied the kitchen, and then it was another 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, shit. I need to have breakfast as well. Otherwise, I'm going to look like shit because I'm drinking later. Um, so I went and made a bit of an elaborate breakfast. Couldn't find any bread. So I made spinach, you know, like all that other shit. And then didn't really want it because I didn't want it by the time I finished cooking it. I had to have a shower. because I, I couldn't go shower because of that. It took me 20 minutes to make a coffee this morning. Because I was too busy doing laundry as well at the same time. So this is why he levels like 15 minutes late. Well, an hour late. Five zero. Five zero. Disgusting. Yeah, it took me ages. But then again, it also took fucking ages to set up the microphones, Marlon. You had all day. So, so we had a bit of technical difficulties. <laughs> I did my job, found the technical difficulty, and yeah, we're now we're rolling. Rolling. Yeah, we're anyway, rolling. yeah, we're late for it. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> yeah, so I think that if I take when I take the tablet, it, it the fact is though that it's I don't know what that tablet's doing to my body or my brain. No one knows what the actual science yeah. behind it is, but we know that it makes this thing will make you executive function better. It turns out if we've got different brands, and that changes the effect. So I went mm. from um, one brand to another, which had the same exact chemical, the active ingredient, but one of them gave me anxiety, the other one didn't. Yeah, I was going to um, ask about that because it's quite likely to give you anxiety, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then you have to take other tablets on top of that to reduce your anxiety. Oh, how many tablets are you taking? I take one tablet a day, uh, which is thirty milligrams. Um, but um, I also have. Um, chill pills mm. to reduce anxiety should I have it uh, I also know that I need to exercise at least once a week properly right. otherwise I'm going to go crazy mm. I know that people with ADHD tend to exercise a lot oh yeah oh, gym yeah. every day man uh-huh. mm-hmm. you have to otherwise you go crazy and or you go down the drug route which is like taking weed or booze or whatever and you destroy yourself your body I mean I you know I probably smoke or drink way too much consistently throughout my life because of me trying to just kind of change. It's like, is it like trying, trying to keep yourself busy as well? Because that's yeah. what I find. It's because I've got so much energy. as like, I need to dispel this elsewhere. Like, I do mm-hmm. rugby now, which has been amazing oh, for it because it's so much energy. But yeah, it's just kind of trying to keep yourself busy all the time because yeah. you've got so much energy. Just as a kid, we would be in the swimming, we would be swimming six hours, eight hours a week 
competitively. And I would just go up and down, up and down, I got bored of shit, so that's so we'd start mm. playing around and we'd get in trouble and then we'd get kicked out. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot like that. But I think that as an adult, it's that self-discipline, which is again a problem, is that whole getting started with tasks is a huge thing that ADHD people struggle with. Once we're in, we're done. I mean, I'll go to the gym. Unless I have an appointment or a reason to be there, I won't go. I will just not. It, I mean, I will try I'll have, with all the goodwill in the world. And it is all the goodwill in the world. I've planned for days. But I just won't do it because it's starting it and you're like this little brain block that just goes, nah. But do you find like organisation like, um, like difficult organisation? No, it just means you have to do a lot at certain times right. sit down and do it. So like, get my calendar sorted out. I spent Monday doing that and I sorted out my time. Yeah, because thinking about it, you are quite organised. I remember mm. like when, yeah. we, uh, when we were planning to do last week with the podcast, you sent me a calendar. I'm like, why the fuck are you sending me a calendar? Just tell me when <laughs> yeah. you're To-do lists. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who has a calendar of shit That's to do? the thing, it's like, you I think... Mean? It is sometimes a symptom to be like very disorganised, but I'm actually quite organised as right. well. Yeah. But I actually find it's like, so you know, all the sensory stuff when yeah. you're in Thailand, it's too much. Like I find other people's disorganisation stressful. Oh, fuck so it. it's like... My girlfriend's always late. Fuck and I late. actually, I find that really stressful because it's but, like, look, I can't manage you. Like I've got to do it. Yeah. And all this stuff. And I find like, it's another trigger as well. Like other people's mess. I hate, I can be messy, mm-hmm. but other people are messy. Yeah, and, like, it does my head in. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's my mess is fine because I know where everything is. Mm. But if you fuck it up, I will kill you. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, and it's not OCD so, or anything like that. Would you consider just... yourself like a messy person or really I'm not, person? I'm, I, so basically I thought I was a tidy person and then my boyfriend was like, basically I throw everything in a cupboard, I'll close the door and then it, everything, so it looks tidy and it'd be like, whoa, and then you open it and then it all unravels and like I squirrel things. It's like a conversation in a way. But literally it's like so... To you, it's organised and it's fine. To other people, it might not seem like that. But no. you need to keep your head quiet in a way, so it's like you put things but, away. To yeah, we it. know where everything is, even when it's messy, because it's the same. Right. It's it's everything's got a place, but it's just it looks messy to other people. Like my ex housemate, she has OCD. Well, she doesn't have it, but she has certain behaviours that are akin to OCD. And um, you know, like and she, oh, I drove, she couldn't live with me. She hated it, mm. hated it because oh. of little things. OCD can be quite bad. Like they, when when you disrupt their organisation, yeah, they, they it, does, it does it, it does really mess with them. I remember a few instances, so I'll tell you about them. Um, there's one guy I lived with at uni. We called him um, Shadow. Oh, Shadow, <laughs> love Shadow. Shadow. Hi, Shadow. So he has OCD. He has to have everything in the right place. Yep. So I'm a bit mean sometimes. So every time I used to hang out in his room, I'll be just like, me with it. I just occasionally oh, I move something on yeah. the left, right, and he always knows. So then one time, the, I told the guys that his room was unlocked, went to the gym, unlocked his room. So the guys, I went back into my room, I told the guys that I went back into my room, yeah. heard a commotion, and I oh was no. like, toilet paper. Oh, fucking hell. They oh, completely wrecked his room. He came back, and he was so angry. Yeah. He hit the roof. He yeah. wanted to punch somebody in the face. That's how angry. He looked oh, a big, yeah. foot four rugby guy. He you can have Adam. He was big fan. Yeah, he, he really wanted to hurt somebody. He was lovely, though. Yeah. I mean, we all hated him, but he was lovely. After like, after like a few hours, he calmed down, like, yeah, mm. you know, it was pretty funny. But yeah. It was really funny, it was a shitty thing yeah. to do. Yeah. But actually, like, on that, I actually have OCD, but not the sort of, like, organisation cleanliness side. Yeah. A lot of it's to do with rituals as well. Yeah. So, and there is a link between ADHD and OCD. It's kind of like, I think it works because it's keeping my mind busy, like, I have to tap certain things four times. Really? And if I don't tap really? it, yeah, and if I don't tap it right, I then have to like do it again. Yeah. And then like sometimes if I walk through say a doorway, I have to think like a happy thought or whatever. Yeah. If I don't walk back through the doorway, do it again. So it's like, I think it comes back to like people don't necessarily understand everything to do with ADHD. People don't necessarily understand everything to do with OCD and it all manifests in very different, really different ways. That, so do you find that you have to finish things? 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. If I went, if I went to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like... And then if left it like that, the, the... Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, it needs to be different. Yeah. Or like, um, yeah, it's just like, oh, like Tim annoys me all the time. He like pushes my nose down and I have to go like that. And it's like, it's like, oh, you're like triggering me now. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? How like, I think with ADHD, you're likely to have other sort of like- Yeah, we're health, more vulnerable to depression, anxiety. Um, there's RSD, which is kind of like depression, but it's, it's tough. Um, and then you've got other things, what else? Down days, they're, they're all, mm. um, what else? Well, I think it's like the paranoia is a bit like OCD, yeah. I've been diagnosed with depression like seven times, anxiety five, I think. Mm. But that's because we didn't know I had ADHD, but it doesn't make it any less relevant. When I was mm. being sacked from my local business, jo uh, local job, I was diagnosed with extreme anxiety, extreme depression, because I was also going through a breakup. And they knew that, and they still went ahead. Bastards. Um, mm. Fuck them. Um, say that, I need a job from them tomorrow. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, it comes hand in hand. Yeah, you're yep. OCD, you know, it just makes us a jit. I think it's because we've got a bigger scope of what can happen, therefore there's a bigger scope of what could go wrong. Mm. So it's not a necessary negative thing. It's just that, you know, like most people think in this sort of narrow lane, but as I've described before. There's it, extremes. I yeah. Think. We're on the edges a lot more often. And I think mm. that's what the drugs are about. They're about reducing those edges so you think like everyone else and conform, um, which is horrible. I don't want to conform. So mm. I don't today. So before we get out of here, I just want to ask like, each of you, what's, what's some advice you'd like to mm. give somebody with, um, who thinks they might have ADHD? Um, well, okay, I should say, I managed to talk to this bloke uh, who I met on the internet um, recently about it. Um, talk to people who do. There's lots of communities. We love talking to people, obviously, we're a very chatty bunch. Um, do check um, an official website. Don't, don't do a BuzzFeed test if you can help it. Um, check through to make sure that you understand it. Talk to your family, the close ones, people who actually know who you are. Uh, my brother, uh, when, when I did my official check, my brother did the counter test to make sure that I wasn't making shit up. Um, and they were like, okay, yeah, we'll take that on. And they check you for a range of stuff as well, like autism, depression, blah, 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 blah. Everything on the, um, on the, on the DSM uh, register. So also, yeah, the neurodivergency thing as well. I mean, they're checking for everything. So um, also autism, sorry, autism yeah. comes in hand in hand with ADHD, but we don't have that, that I don't think. No. Uh, anyway, so um, what else? I would say, yeah, check it out. Don't take it seriously. Um, because you probably don't have it, or you do. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, it doesn't matter, maybe you've got bits of it, maybe there are bits. If you're looking at something, then you're probably gonna link it to certain events, and that might not necessarily be true. Uh, so make sure you've got a second opinion of somebody who loves mm. and cares about you, but also knows you well enough to tell you that you're full of shit. Right. Um, also, I would say, um, stop blaming yourself for shit that you can't help. Like, mm. yeah, fine, it's, it's, but then again, don't, don't not take responsibility for it. So there's a difference between being like, you know, like, don't take too much responsibility is what I'm saying. Because I know that one of my ex, every time I have a breakup, I take the full blame. And yet these other people are using that to be able to hate me and just walk away and not blame themselves. And that's a very normal thing to want to do. You know, he was a bastard. He said he was being a bastard. Therefore, he's the bastard. I'm right. I can get on with my life. He's fucked and fuck him. That's the way it works. But instead of taking that blame and that pain and all that, all of that pressure, you have to kind of come to the point, it takes a long time where you just say, well, actually, now nah, fuck them. Um, because you're not to blame as much as other people mm -hmm. want to blame you. You're not, it's not your fault. We make very easy scapegoats, right? Because we're too willing to be the scapegoat. So yeah, like my bit of advice, basically like Les has covered most of it, but it would be like actually be quite proud of it because now 
when you like self-diagnose whatever makes a lot of sense to you and you can actually realize like wow that is a great thing like i'm happy to be different and like yeah. we are all different unique and it's absolutely yeah, amazing we're actually and actually <laughs> yeah and you can actually just realize what what are your strengths it helps you it actually empowers you a bit because you realize what you're good at it's actually okay if you're yeah. not good at that because fucking hell it's something wrong with your brain mate anyway. like just it's fine it. exactly so it's just like you actually i think it helps me sort of find my niche and be sort of like a lot more confident confident about what i want to do because i yeah. know it's like all it legitimate as well yeah, yeah. Like, i mean because otherwise you end up going down all these little rabbit holes and different things that you kind of that either look enticing and aren't mm. or you know and you end up finding point but you're not sure why because you re- i think one of the things that we skip b we know a we know c we, we always skip b mm. so the method you know like in the actual mundanity there is no method just whatever works yeah i don't know from a to b and everyone hates that everyone hates mm. it because it's like look at you being creative you bastard you know, like I didn't yeah, you're work not that follow, well. You're my not following a formula. This plan. And yeah, it was better than yours. I don't like it. it was better than my plan. <laughs> uh, Willow, can I ask you why you you've got your only self-diagnosing? Are you planning to get a uh, clinical diagnosis? Um, I I mean, like first, it's like the money side, and secondly, I don't know what would it really do to help me. I think because I think it is a spectrum. I don't think mm. mine well, is extreme help. as much. Like it it may do, but I also it's think it. <laughs> It depends, like, if it's going to... If it started affecting my life really badly, I think I would. Mm. But at the moment, I'm, like, really happy where I am, and I think it's fine. But, like... (laughs) You won't, you won't, mate. He's a lovely guy. Yeah, Tim's going to be watching him. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I don't think it's, like... There's not much use in it. I think I just wish more girls got diagnosed early at school because it's very overlooked. Yeah, and also more lads as adults because a man with adult ADHD is, according to ADHD, actually a unicorn. Which it turns out is also a thing about sex, but I didn't know that until I started <laughs> saying it, broadcasting it openly. Fair um, enough. Well, how did you do in school? Um, I I did pretty. I got quite similar GCSEs. I think mm. to you, like like one A star, quite a lot of A's, and then just some B's. Um, in school, like in terms of like disruptiveness or whatever, <laughs> I was like I was thrown out a lot. Like detentions yeah. did happen a lot, but I think the teachers so did like me though because they saw that I was like I would do good work, but it was just. If I decided I didn't like something, like in French, I just would not. I'm mm. like, I'm not doing it, sorry. And I'd be quite honest with my French teacher. She'd throw me out and she'd be like, like, why aren't you focusing? I'd be like, I just don't like French, miss, sorry. And she's like, okay, fair enough. Because yeah. it's like just very blunt to the point. That's so really it's like, understandable. Yeah, exactly. Like, you and like and, you, and oh, you're just shit. being an adult. So I think at school, like, I did well at the things I liked. If I didn't like them, didn't do well at them no. and just accepted that. I was, I was always kind of driven by um, my. I think my parents were always like, you know, like they instilled in me, never quit, mm. never quit. Even if I hated something, I would never quit. Mm. You know, I still won't. I'm a very resilient person. It's probably why most of my relationships end in, in flames when it really burns to the ground, not when it's quite obvious it's not going to work. Um, anyway, point is, um, it's about, oh God, there was something you said there that I couldn't... Uh, so I was talking about like teachers, respected, yeah. saying... Yeah, I mean, I was never really like that. I always wanted to kind of come towards an end game, but I would always ignore the fact that I'd fucked stuff up because I wasn't interested in it and think of it as just having a bad day or something mm. like that because I knew that I was clever. Mm. But like chemistry, for example, I mean, my, my chemistry teacher told me uh, that he would, he, he once was on his knees begging me to understand the concept of a covalent bond uh, in front of the whole class, which was hilarious for everybody else. But the truth is I did not get it because it was fucking boring. And, mm. um, you know, like, I just didn't get it. And he was like, but he told me that if I got an A in chemistry, he would let me blow up his entire classroom and teach me how to do it. <laughs> uh, and he was one of my favourite teachers, Mr. Loder, top lad. Loved him. Good lad. Uh, really good guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was kind of the relationship I had with teachers was it, it was 
They, they loved me. They mm. really did. A lot of them did. Because um, they saw you weren't being not na- like some kids are just nasty and disrupt for disruption's sake, but you're just doing it because it's who you are, and they yeah. know they know a bit that. of character, a little bit of love, yeah. and a lot of energy and goodness. And I think there's a teacher as well teaching kids like that. They're always my favourites. I love them so mm. much, like so much. There was these kids who used to jump up. Like I had this class on last last lesson on Friday. I was exhausted. I've done forty five of these lessons in a mm. fucking row. I was dead. And I would get in there, and at one point I was just, you know, like that point where you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go blunt. You know, like, it's like, I'm going in and I'm not losing this one up. Um, you know, like, sorry, too, too far. Um, but that's it. That's another thing. Where's the fucking line? <laughs> Why does no one tell you where the line is? Until you don't. But who creates the line? Who fuck the fuck it. Who's in charge of the line? Like, yeah, Mate. fuck you and your offended little sensibilities. No, yeah, like, yeah, li- I mean, I yeah. hung out with a girl who was like, the line is everywhere. And like, she was trapped by the line. Mm. Like, I, I think that's very interesting you mentioned that. I think like people that don't have ADHD kind of know where the line is through mm. yeah. social cues and we can read. I, yep. mean, I can't go that far, but I guess we do. Like, I've known you for like a long time and it's just like, you always push that line. Like, I remember, um, <laughs> I don't know where it is. I, I, remember, see it. I remember like two years ago, me and you went to um, one of our friends' wedding. <laughs> And um, he was like, he had to, I think he had to like, give you instructions of what not to do at this wedding. Can't talk oh. about being an arranged wedding. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> not in front of the bride. He's with his family, his religious family. He's like, he's worried about, he was worried about you and he had another friend that sort of like you as well. Yeah, and we got pulled over. Yeah, it's that. Like, Quiet um, word in his hat. And then he told mm. us where the free yeah. bar was. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, okay. rest, I think the rest of us he did, he, uh, I know, I know you, yeah. guys, you guys could switch your personality t- tone it down a little bit but mm. Lev Me and a guy called Crazy Pete which yeah. is a bit insulting Yeah Levy knew that you can't, you have no control over your personality. Oh, that's I'm cycling. Go yeah, so yeah, it's just interesting that that's all, yeah, I think all, all of the people sort of just know where that, yeah. that boundary is. You just don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, someone's yeah. going to tell us outright, what the yeah. fuck's going on? I mean, like, you know, it's not, it's not that we're trying to upset anybody, but yeah, you if know. you laugh while I'm talking or if, you, if you're entertained by me, then I'll continue to try to entertain you. It actually hypes you up a bit as well. So it's just like, oh, okay, let's go. But the thing is, that that mental exhaustion, this is what happens at parties, but I Mm. noticed it at a party last night I was at with you, was I would tell stories and I'd make everyone laugh. And then after that, I'm like, okay, well, my role is done. I'm, I'm, I've done with my audience. And then mm. I just retreat mm. to my phone and it looks like I'm not interested in them. Oh, no, you get exhausted. I'm just mentally exhausted. I'm just like, I'm just going to retreat to somewhere safe and text somebody back. You know, that, that was kind of thing that was happening. I find I find that I actually need breaks at parties. I, yeah. enjoy, I enjoy not being centre of attention, but I enjoy telling the story. But actually, I'm like, okay, I just need five minutes to just be like, oh, that was quite a lot, but yeah. that was nice. And then go back and you enjoy it a lot more than being like constantly just barraged all the time. Because yeah. it is overstimulation, then, I think. Yeah, exactly. And there's like lots of things going on and you hear every single one of them. I'm mm. listening to three conversations yeah. at the same time. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah and like, you know, and like your social butterfly is oh, that one's more interesting mm. than what's going on over here, and you realise you've been. Rude. Yeah, you're constantly thinking. Actually, is there sort of like, oh, should I go there? Should I go yeah. there? You're not actually. Mate, I could not get through my student union to get to the toilet. It took me half an hour. It was a three. It was a thirty second walk. It would take me half an hour because there'd be loads of conversations. I'd know everybody because I'd gone and butted in on their conversations randomly in Freshers Week. So <laughs> I'd know everyone a little bit, but not mm. that well, um, except for my core group, who I was so loyal to. That's the other thing. With ADHD, you are loyal. Mm. Like, there's loyalty and there's like us. Like, I remember going like going on nights out with you. Like you're you're like you're quite talkative. We just like we just see you. We just be talking to a group of strangers and that was yeah. I'd accidentally chat people up at the bar. Yeah. He's getting in trouble with that a lot. Thank you for saving my ass on a few of those. Because Marlon, I don't know if you can see, he's six foot seven. Six, six foot six. Six foot six. <laughs> so I'd be at the bar getting around round of drinks because Marlon used to follow me around. 
Well, I, never, I was in the same group with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, no. <laughs> you really know, like, 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 everyone went near a bar and Marlon's like, there's something in it for me. Yeah, so we, um, used to, we used to live together and we used to like go out together with about a group of probably 10 people. Yeah, like, I was just yeah. following their <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, it, it would have, no, it would have looked a little bit like, you know, the old colonial days. Uh, <laughs> this is my servant. Um, you know, like, yeah, 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 he's huge. He's fantastic. I love the, him. The good old days. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> you know, back in the day, like, I was not even a life force. You can't call me racist. Um, it's a historical. My grandfather's day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my granddad. Ooh, the gardeners. I don't know. Someone tried that shit with me the other day. It's like, yeah, you've come from a family of racists. I'm like, they were gardeners in Cornwall. Probably. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you fucking want? They <laughs> have some employees that work for yeah. free. Well, no, but like, sorry, but like, you know, like, but like, the name Steve must have been, been either A, we've got huge dicks, which I hope it was, um, or B, it was like the fact that we were stable people. So obviously, we've never really been that high up. I mean, a few of my relatives were commanders in the Navy. Unfortunately, I've seen you naked, so I doubt you were. Well, I've seen you naked, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> so, you know, like, I was sitting there, I was like, well, it isn't a stereotype. Um, okay, so uh, anyway, the line, the line, the line, people. Um, what was the question? What were we talking about before we got on to who's got a bigger penis? Oh, well, that's yeah, that's me, but you, yeah, um, yeah shut up. Uh, probably, I don't know. I mean, it's just yeah. okay, I, I, okay, too much of questions, but yeah, we'd be, um, I'd be at the bar and I'd just get chatting to the girl next to me because there was somebody around me, mm. and the boyfriend would always come in, like, he was always an ugly fuck, but probably a bit bigger than me, be all like. You're like, yeah, what are you trying to say? Hey, why don't you talk to both of us? Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like the jealous bullshit you get at uni. Mm. And Marlon would be coming along and like, is there a problem? <laughs> Apparently not. Actually, Suddenly never. Yeah. Actually never no. said anything. Yeah. You, you just, just stood there and posed like, I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> I was just standing there. These little like, yeah. red hand glasses with a little rose along them because you can see through that shit. Look like you're going around with shutters on. Fucking twat. Yeah. <laughs> Half cool, I was, I was very cool. <laughs> Man, by the pictures, we were not cool. Um, I, was, I was always cool. Yeah, I was fucking wasted. I love most of it. I showed it to, I showed a picture of me back in the, I probably put it up in the video. Don't. And I'll, I'll show my, I'll I'll show my, I'll show my sister in law, she's like, you look like Wolf missing that Fresh Prince lad. Oh. <laughs> Shit, you didn't have hair back then either. Like, you know, like, as us going around with the fucking hair that made us look like parrots. Like, you know, like, we got the emo fringe. And then you oh no! Up really? But, yeah, it was two thousand. Yeah, it was like, it was twenty tens, mate. It was on. Oh my god! I had hair, had hair, but nobody ever thought my head. I always wore a hat. Uh, that's yeah, the solution. Yeah. Like, that's why. That's why. That's why they took, they took my hair away. They're like, yeah. <laughs> you had hair on, mate. Yeah. Had hair? Did you? Yeah. I can't imagine you with hair. I was wearing a hat every time you saw me. <laughs> well, that's probably why. Why yeah. is my voice like this? I don't know. Well, anyway, right, we're talking too much. Come on. But uh, yeah, so I used to wear a hat, and then they're like, "Yeah, you don't need hair," so. You don't need it. Yeah, Take decided, it away. Decided, like, you know, <laughs> you need that for you. Yeah, they decided they're like. Who's they? They. God. <laughs> God. You've got a better hairline than me, though. It's weird. I still have a hairline, but I'm, I'm, my hair's thin. It's weird. Uh, really weird. Yeah. No, I've got a great hairline. Yeah, I've got, I look like an egg in photos now, but in yeah. reality, I'm not that bad. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. weird. My hairline did not move, just my hair lost its weight. <laughs> so weird. weird. So weird. Anyway, right, we're getting on to a different topic. Let's get back to ADHD. Uh, ADHD. Yeah. I think ADH me. Anything else you want to add? I can't remember. I feel like we've covered most of it. Yeah, I think it's a That's lot. That's what, what I've wanted to say. I feel like we've got it off my chest. Really? Oh, it's been lovely. I know, right? We're supposed to be, I'm supposed to be at a thing now. Um, but yeah, um, no, but it's, 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 it's a tough road. But I think that it's, it's just because there's no road there. And I think that... Do you think they do you think the that there's enough done for people with ADHD? Oh fucking no. Uh, okay, because no, because you can't you can't teach stupid and you can't go up against 
money. Um, and the fact is that people with ADHD are brilliant and easily manipulated. Right. But because we're not manipulative, um, we don't do that. We just we don't have an agenda other than, mm. you know, generally speaking, everyone that I've met has gone through abuse. Everyone from ADHD who I've known through ADHD has gone through an, an area of abuse, particularly in their early 20s, in which somebody has uh, taken advantage of them repeatedly. And it happened to me quite a few times. It's happened because we're always looking for the best in people. And if someone's nice to us just a bit, then we will do anything for them. And I think that's the problem is that we're kind of very vulnerable by being ourselves. But because we're just, and then people kind of patronise you as well. They think you're a child. Mm. I know that my ex-girlfriend did that a lot. Um, you know, like she was, she was a very responsible, very mature person. A bit too serious, a bit too mature. And she's a lovely person. There's nothing wrong with her. Um, but the reason is that, you know, the thing is that after a while it became, and this is quite common, is that mm. it, it ends up becoming almost a parenting type, type relationship. Mm. Because you're with somebody who's more mature than you and then they start to look down on you. And that lack of respect that you get starts to jar with you. And then all of a sudden you'll yeah. do what appears to be erratic to them because they haven't got control. And what they don't realise is that they're eventually taking control over you because you're letting them mm. be right. Not because, because it's easier. It's easier to let people be right than to be to just say, well, actually no. Um, and then when you do say no, they don't respect you enough subconsciously to take your views on as being as important as theirs because they think of you as this funny little kind of childish you know, like whatever. When actually we're not. We're fucking sharp. We're yeah, just what, nice what, what, I, what I hate is that for some reason people think funny, you can't be funny and clever at the same time. Yeah. You can only be funny but you're stupid. But you do it or you're clever and you're boring. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like if you, if you do it hiding a microphone in front of a brick wall, everyone thinks you're the fucking bollocks. You know, then they praise you, they laugh at you, they cheer they you mm. and whatever. But if you're not standing there holding that microphone in front of that wall, you know, then you're that twat from the office and it doesn't make any sense. Because you can do both. You can be both a serious journalist who's actually capable and who produces mm. very good work, which is what I do, and also not give two shits about office politics. And apparently that's yeah. not possible. It's because not, you don't conform. You. It's just all the non-conformity thing is scared. Anxious. It yeah. makes them anxious. And when they're anxious, they do stupid shit. And ironically, I ended up sitting in a room full of four people, all of whom were going fucking batshit, threatening to fire me over a stupid quip that I made. And when I told my friends it, they were like, that, why, why have you lost two weeks of sleep over this? I hadn't slept for two weeks because of this pressure. It ruined a holiday. It ruined me as personally because I've been accused of saying something heinous when it was obviously just me just trying to make a joke that someone didn't get. Mm. And I'm sick and tired of people who have been offended by stuff who don't take the patience to actually have a third party perspective because they're stuck up their own asses to actually just appreciate it. And as soon as, as, soon as these fucking lefty twats, not, I'm not saying left, right, whatever, as soon as these people who are very easily offended realise that they're actually the cunt, um, they turn around and say, oh, but I'm so aware. And they start to raise awareness. And I've heard this shit so often that it's like, no, you're a twat who was a judgmental asshole, and now you've learned that you're a judgmental asshole because you didn't hear it the fucking time that I sent, stood there saying, I, I, half in tears, showing you what the effects of what you do are. And you try to disassociate. And this is wrong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you then. Oh, we love the debate. We love the debate. I do have to be somewhere else, yeah. Marlon. Quickly, um, <laughs> I, I think I told you before. But the first two months, I knew you. I didn't like you. Yeah, because you were racist. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I just said, well. oh, I got a black guy. Yeah, a bit of that as what well. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't understand you. I, I didn't like you for the first few months. I knew. Wouldn't blame you. Yeah, but I, I, I thought, I thought you were. I could feel yeah, that. I thought you were the twat. And um, I, I, I don't know. I, 
Because obviously I've never met anybody like you from living for a while. I've never met anybody who doesn't know the first about you, who say anything to you, mm. even though the fence of you, like, I was like, who is this guy? I don't, I, I don't get him. I don't like him. Yeah, I, I've never yeah. been punched in the yeah. face. That's the weird bit. Yeah, and I, I remember not liking you. And I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that was my fault, just not. No, I don't think it's yeah, your fault. I think you rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, like, first, yeah you rubbed me the wrong way when we first met. Yeah, but probably then, like starting like who's this big black guy probably wasn't yeah, the best. Start. Yeah, and I didn't know I'd done that. Either. Yeah, I completely forgot. Yeah, that. and I was like, and that wasn't even just the main thing, but it was just like a little things you say and do that I was like, you're an asshole. Well, um, I mean, I, to yeah. be fair, and honestly, now I'm not even sorry, black yeah, people coming yeah. to me. But it wasn't all, it wasn't that like all racial. But I was like, I was like, oh, you're, I'm not like, even twat. Just little things you say and did that yeah. I was like, I didn't like you for that. But then, but like, there was a cha- there was a changing point where I gave you the time of day. I remember. Bless you. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was coming back. I was coming back from um class one day, and then you were skipping outside randomly. I think you were trying to do something. Oh, trying to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Skipping. I love skipping. Yeah, you were skipping outside. So I was walking into the block. For some reason, I ended up talking to you. Mm. And for, for some reason, this conversation went on for hours. Mm. Me and him just talking outside the block. Aww. We smoked and then, weed. Yeah. <laughs> and said, Who didn't smoke weed? We just really? talking for hours. Really? And then um, I think we went to one of your friends. I think the one you call Sticky. Ah, oh, Sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she doesn't talk to me anymore. Yeah, we went. We went to her. We went to her block for some reason. You're like, oh, do you want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. I went there with you. We just ended up spending the whole entire day together. Mm, and, I, and I was like, you know what? No, this is all right. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then from then on, from like that was probably like I, I met you in that September 2010, and then I, I did like I didn't like you until probably November. Mm. And then from then on. From then on, I was like, you know what, Les is like one of my favourite guys. Yeah, the one you yeah. trust the most. Yeah. That's the irony. It's like, I think it was, the first people don't trust us is about like, but when you me, understand it. it gave me a different perspective. Right? I was like, you know what, sometimes you just need to give people chances sometimes. Mm. Some people don't mean it. Once mm. you understand somebody doesn't mean what they're doing or they'll have control of it, they don't, they're, not, they're not a nasty person. Yeah. Mm. This is just, they have no boundaries and all that. That's like, the first impression yeah. thing. I think yeah. It's the not, things, no malice yeah. behind yeah. it. And yeah. that actually takes... Obviously, it takes a while to yeah, understand that, right? Because if you don't yeah. give you that, ch- give that yeah. person a chance, they're mm. like, he's a twat, and I'm done. Mm. And I've mm. done that with many people. I'm like, he's a twat, I don't like him. Mm. And that's it. And mm. I don't bother, but like, obviously, we lived together in the same building, so I ended up mm. running into you quite a few mm. times. Well, my mask girl had hung around you, just yeah. too clingy. Uh, no, but I think it's the intent. Everything is about intent. Yeah. It's not about action, necessarily. I mean, I've had this problem before where I, for example, felt terrible about something. I tried to solve the problem. I forgot to apologise to the people around me. They were getting angry at me. And in the end, I had a huge fucking blow up and storm off. Mm. Luckily for me, they're two of my best friends. Um, but it's that also that first impression thing. So I'm terrible at first impressions. It's why I'm about to go and completely fuck up everything when you go. You'll be fine. You'll be, be fine. I'm scared. I'm slightly drunk. No. That's why I'm the, thing about, the thing about first impression with you is that I fuck it up. No, but you don't like. Don't go into it thinking you will. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm but I think if it goes to the people that care about you to be like, you know what, I'm gonna brief my friends about you. Yeah, he's like, mm. he doesn't person. mean it, and he's not. He's not a nice person. Just give him a chance, and that's what I did when um you first met my wife. Oh, she's like, fucking great. Yeah, I was like, you know what, he's he's a good guy, but this is this is what it's about him. He's gonna he's be. Gonna he's gonna say something dumb. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's a bit, not gonna mean it. He's gonna, gonna mortify when he finds he's out. Gonna, he's gonna push some boundaries. He's gonna say some stuff. He doesn't mean it. This is his different <laughs> personality. I gave him that brief, and then he did immediately do it straight away. Oh, absolutely! Within the first like there. minute. What did I say? What did you say? You said he told her your life story in the first like minute. Of I was going through yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, you just met and you just told him. You told her everything. And she's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we're very intense. First dates are a nightmare. 
Yeah, so I told her that, and then she's like, oh, yeah, Martin, you're right, yeah. But, like, he's a good guy. Mm. It's, yeah. it's the person behind yeah. the anxiety and things yeah. like that. But can you imagine if I, if I just, like, oh, just let and just didn't say anything, and she's like, fuck. Yeah, because yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's, it's all yeah. at once, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. you get hit with that tile. I warned her, I warned her, she, she knew what she, to expect, and I think if you care about somebody and you're like, if I, if I was introducing you to anybody, I'd be like, you know what, this is how Led is, and this is what mm. he does, like, and that's like, how he's going to be, don't, don't be shocked. And I yeah. think that's what you should do. Like, if you have somebody around you that's has an interesting personality, just tell brief people, don't give yeah. me a warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. what your message should be. I've got cool liability letters from three different groups, like, completely separate as well. Like, I've got, it, I've got a reputation on the skiing thing as being like, to be fair, I did stab a guy in the chest with the ski ball. Um, it was an accident. I was coming over a jump and, like, he was just there. The guy in front of me was too slow and slowed down before. Um, and I was like, shit, what do I do? So I mm. jumped to the side and this guy who happened to be the social secretary, God damn it, he was like, stood there like, he don't just met me and he was like, hello. And I was like, hi, flying over him. And I was like, shit, what do I do? And I just stabbed him in the chest because I was trying to find some balance. I'm midair trying to find balance. Stab the guy How in the chest. How far did it go in? I, he brought it up later. Okay. He had a bit of a bruise. I spent okay. most of my time buying him drinks afterwards to apologise. Mm-hmm. I say that, I couldn't afford shit. I was a student. Bought him a drink and apologised, but I felt kind of awkward because he had the authority being social secretary. Mm. Plus, he was a really cool, decent guy. I should probably check him out again. But anyway, um, I digress. Yeah, but I mean, first impressions, how do you find him? Um, I think I think I'm a bit like Marmite because I just go Same. out there and I'm like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to go in, I'm going to be really friendly. I'm going to be really like, I'm going to ask about you. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to be like really... Oh, okay yeah i'm just gonna be like really like myself because i want people to like me and go out there mm. but i think i actually realized like i know if people don't i think i can sense it if people find me too much but then yeah. i dismiss them i'm like you know what if you can't deal with this yeah. energy yeah you're not worth it then it's like how much time you're gonna have to spend making them come to oh exactly and i don't really like there is a part that makes you want to people please, but then you've also, it's kind of like the growth in you that you've got to realize that this is who you are if yeah. you can't take it weather. But I think a lot of yeah. a lot of people like do remember me in the sense of like, oh, that's Willow. Like yeah. she did something. I, like everyone mental, knows my name. Like, I don't know theirs. Yeah, but it, it's just like, it. you do come across as a bit mental, but people either decide they like that or they don't. And mm. then it is what it is. Yeah. And, and it's like, interesting. Really if, you have, like, if, you have, like, if you have somebody that's like in your group that's had an interesting personality, you have interesting stories to tell mm. about that person. But yeah, yeah. it does make it interesting. Like, if everybody's like, like, just laid back and just the boring. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's like everyone's, and it's just celebrating everyone's differences, yeah. isn't it? And just realizing yeah. that that's a good thing. Every group on a night out needs that person. That's yeah. yeah, just gonna yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You need the one who's a bit like. But the thing is, yeah. Yeah, I'm like the guy who will absolutely 100 percent look after everyone, get yeah. everyone home. Except for you, because you're too big to fit in a cab. <laughs> you know, like, oh, God, that's horrible. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's one of the things, though, that going back to what you were saying before I forget it, is that um, there's that whole projection thing that mm. we were talking about before. But do you find that, you know, like, you bounce your entire personality and, like, give them everything and see what they react to? Mm. I, and then yeah, yeah, because take what they take, kind of, like, it's like throwing a net instead of throwing a fishing line. Yeah, no, I see that in the way that, like, yeah, you can put yourself a lot out there. And then if you get like nothing back you're like oh shit yeah. and then I'm like oh <laughs> fuck yeah, and like, then I'm oh, like ah. and then yeah but then I just like I leave at that point so I'm like no I've just fucked that up but it's fine but like but I actually like it's I think it's coming to accepting who you are it's like it doesn't matter actually so I don't think I say anything that outrageous but I will just like crack a few jokes and if it doesn't work it's like okay you're not my type of person but you can just like, I think just that? That. I find people who are kind of like secret who are publicly or and it, mm. I, I find myself with a lot of girl, a lot of people who I've fallen in love with, or have fallen in love with in the past, 
they've always been quite quiet, quite um, private people. Mm. I think one of my ex-girlfriends was so private that, you know, she didn't even tell me anything. You know, I mean, I found out two years in that it turned out I was dating somebody completely different. But, you know, yeah. I think, but anyway, the point is, is it, sorry. Uh, is that you know I find myself attracted to people who are the opposite to me a little yeah I mean well Tim's quite opposite to me like you yeah, know Tim like he's he's, he's, yeah he's like he's yeah and like, he's like I mean like he, he is mental like under the surface but like initially like if you met him he'd be like very like just yeah. very laid back and it's quite interesting I think like obviously it's like it's basically relationships isn't it yeah, you find opposites or whatever and, and like yeah, no, no, you did. Him. Yeah, I you did know, you literally him. did fight him and then then you had like a push up contest and stuff like that why did we do that Tim's always up for a scrap. Yeah, but like, I, no, I think I beat all of Andy's mates up once because they were trying to throw him in a bin. Oh, no, I don't think I was I was a bit older. One. I was like, uh, he was in year 11, and all of a sudden, so it was Andy was really little, my oh. brother Andy, he was really little until he was about 18. And then, but when he was about 17, he was the smallest in his year, which is ironic because mm. he's now six foot four. But, um, or six foot three, I don't know, who cares? Um, Andy cares. Um, but apparently everyone on Hinge cares because... Heights the thing. Oh yeah, that is a thing. That is such a thing. So so stupid. stupid. I put that six foot six on my. This is back in Tinder. And I, 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 Many I, eons ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've been cuffed up since um before Hinge. Yeah, I've been locked down <laughs> before Hinge was around. So I'm talking yeah. about Tinder thing. But yeah, since then I put that on six foot six. Oh I get all these messages. I'm gonna put that. <laughs> love eyes. Oh my that, god. That, yeah. The girl that I'm seeing at the moment, she's like, she's legally a midget. She's four foot nine, I think. And um, she's got another thing, which was five foot. And she comes up to my nipples. She's tiny. But, like, Aww. why did people want... Wait, I was like, I was like, she was in heels. And she was still unable to get over the bar. It was so cute. But, yeah, anyway. Um, but, yeah, height is weird how everyone's into that. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, if I had kids in this one, though, they're going to be midgets. <laughs> like, I think she's legally a midget. Anyway, whatever. Sorry, I was talking too much. Go on. Um, so before we like wrap up on it, um, this episode, I just want to think what um, what could what would you have changed in your mm. growing up like to deal with ADHD? What what would you think the um the education system could have done for you? What mm. do you think your parents could have done for you? What do you think your friends could have done for you? Let's start with the education system. What do you think they could have done for you growing up? Well, in terms of education system, because most of the studies about ADHD have been on men, yeah. as I said it earlier, it's mm. just like teachers don't really look out for it in girls. So right. I think maybe a changing of shift on there for them to be aware right. of both things so would be great. On that one, a societal change maybe, because mm. I mean, the attitude that you described before was uh, because you were a Character girl. Character trait, yeah. Yeah, it was just one of the, she's a chatty lady, mm. but was, you know, as a bloke, it's different. I think, they, they, yeah, you're right, come on, sorry. But yeah, so that's what I'd change in that sort of sense. And like, as you said, educationally, I think it's, just, it's broader problem really, but like the fact that we just sort of, make people sit down the whole day it's yeah. not it's not good it's not good no, for your brain you need to be moving and thinking like that's yeah. how i work best is when i'm like moving and stuff so yeah exactly i'll change that but that's the difference between the teaching styles as well because you get those mm. ones who are really dull and don't have imaginations of their own i think that you can't make you can't teach an imagination mm. so there's a different and the good teacher is what someone who can thrive and that's why i was yeah. good at my job but I was shit at the technical details so they were mm. like what's jeremy mr i was fucked we were all stood there working it out together yeah, which was great fun because it was interactive for the kids. Yeah. And I think I was good at the job. But the point is, though, that there were teachers I had in the past that would just copy out the textbook. And I don't mm. remember the names. I don't remember the faces. I don't remember anything I learned allegedly no. there. Um, and that was exhausting. Mm. But again, you need people who imagine it. But they need to pay teachers properly. They're like, oh, yeah. £100 a day. It's a joke. It's a joke. Mm. Oh, yeah, we want you to be energetic in the classroom as well. There's £100 a day. Here's yeah. £100 a day to do 22 hours of work. Yeah, it's crazy. Fucking nuts. So um, that's education. What do you think your family could have done for you? 
I think my mum and dad have done pretty well. I think my dad could probably chill out a little bit better because he's seen me get into a lot of trouble in the past. And I think so I'm that, talking about growing up. What do you think is that your your mum and dad could have done differently? They did everything right. Um, I think that they didn't want their son to be weird or to be drugged up on Retlin and I think they were protected and I understand right. that completely I never ever blame them for anything right. mm. they're really decent people you can look up to I have no core you know like, yeah. but they don't really read about it I was so this is what I was going to say it's like what I what is really respectful obviously a great parent is like they are they, they love you for you and I wouldn't change mm. anything because my parents just say it's like it's who I am so like they've never wanted to change it but I think it's just a broader problem of like nobody really knows a lot about it so it's hard yeah. for them to support you i guess because they don't really know no, what exactly. will and it's a generational on. thing as well because i mean yeah. like this because they would just say you're odd no mm. yeah but then they've never ever let me down i mean honestly what, what do you think your, your family could have done differently i think um I don't know differently. I think it's more just like knowing more about it. And yeah, knowing, it's also OCD as well. Like they don't really understand it no. that much. They're just like, oh, it's a ritual well, thing. come a long way in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That they'd even accept that it was a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like 10 years ago, we'd be like, I'll get over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd be fine to face. There was this guy in my, um, just a quick story. There was this mm. guy in this, um, my class that was bad from like how many years? Like from the beginning, just always getting in trouble. Every yeah. single day you get in trouble. There's not a day you wouldn't get in trouble. And I think he probably had ADHD just because, and, and I think you, um, the way they dealt with him was always just punish him and everything. And I just think yeah, he just couldn't fix right. it. I, I always so wonder what true. happened to him because you lose respect for authority. Yeah. He's probably yeah. in a position whereby he doesn't understand why he doesn't fit, and yeah. therefore he understands that he will never fit, yeah. and therefore he won't. He's try. like fuck it. Yeah, yeah fuck it. what's I the mean, point? For me, financially, I have this problem where I can't understand the concept of being paid more than 30 grand a year, even though I know that I qualify for like 60, 80k a year jobs. But for some reason, it's been instilled in me that I'm never going to be able to do that. Really? And that's, oh yeah. Because like, you're not, on a lot more than I am. Yeah, it's not that hard to get paid more than that. Yeah. And that's not even a lot of That's because I've been taught yeah. that... Is it like a mental barrier? It's it's not. It's, it's a mixture between society teaching me that yeah. you know, like because they want a cheap deal, yeah. and but then you that means that you stop looking for jobs that are more than what you're being paid now. Yeah. So when I was on twenty k a year, I was looking for twenty four k a year jobs, thinking that was a lot, but actually it's not. And when I told these people at the press association what I was getting paid, they went, "Yeah, we can definitely do better than that." Yeah. I said early. I said low twenties, and she goes, "How much is low twenties? Uh, we need a number." I was like twenty. And she goes, yeah, we can definitely do better than that. Mm. And like, this was to produce three articles a day, a, a, a week, instead of three articles, a day, four articles a day. Yeah. They took the fucking piss. You ever thought that you should um, just do your own thing, try to develop I have. Own. I've got my own business. Right, and yeah, I tell yeah, you, yeah. it ain't much better. Yeah. Like, especially in media, it's a shit show. Like, no one talks it, it to you. Like, no if you work hard enough and get, you to, get yourself to a point that you will be able to... Um, you're working for six months with no money. Yeah. No income. That's, no. that's how starting your business works, though. Well, I yeah, think to eventually... You should be able to get like thirty grand a year in London. It's not all like even thirty. Like no, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Mm. It's but then to me, it maybe is. to a, maybe to a twenty-one-year-old. Well, to me, it is because yeah. I'm still. It's thinking, certain. Like, it depends what age you are. Yeah. You know, I've never been offered more because then why would they? Why would someone offer me more if I'm willing to work my ass off? Yeah, fuck all. That's great. That's I, the saddest I, thing. I've been in that situation. I remember my first job out of university, which was like what, two thousand and thirteen. 
and um, I think I've paid like 16 grand a year. <sighs> yeah, they tried really, that show. I was really low. And, and then what happened, what happened with this job? I started, like, basically, I worked in the university, and my job was just to tell people where their classroom was. I just mm. like, where's my classroom? And I said, yeah, but they're there on the third floor. And that yeah. was my job. So, oh, cool. yeah, so eventually. I was writing papers for that shit. Money. Oh, shit. It was demeaning. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and they used to get me to do all the little shitty tasks like oh. um, move papers to mm. office to office or with a Tesco trolley and shit. But yeah, yeah. I, what um, what they did eventually, like a lot of people left the job and then they had to move people around. Eventually, mm. they moved me in office and um, I was in this office. And then what they did, they would move you around but not change your pay. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was paid the now. lowest. So there's some people paid like maybe twenty seven or whatever, and other like sixteen grand. It's like doing it, doing more work than a lot of these people. Mm. And um, why is lazier people yeah. end up higher up? Yeah, it's weird. And um, it's crazy. Yeah, so I remember just getting to a point where like my contract expired. I had no contract. Yeah, and I was just sat there. Uh, the fact that I was, and then they, what, 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 Dang, like, what it was, what, what made it, what made me leave this place is, um, they, they're like, oh, we're going to bring in an assistant for you and you're going to be the senior and she's going to be the junior. So she comes I'm in. She didn't pay 12. Hold on. She comes in and then she's like, yeah, so 18, but it's all right. She's on eight. And I was like, you know what? And the permanent contract, I was like, what? Now I'm on 16, I'm, I'm your senior and you're being paid more than me. Now I have That's to go to the board meetings while you do the easier or whatever. She's a nice girl, don't get me wrong. But I was like, fuck this. I, I, wrote, a, I wrote an angry email. Mm, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, have no, I haven't had a contract in a year. I'm working here. And then I'm like, That's you ridiculous. Know what? if you don't sort this out, I'm leaving. And then, yeah, uh, yeah then they're like, it, it, um, what happened? I went to Jamaica for Christmas with my with my mum. And then um, they, HR wrote back and goes, oh, I'm going to offer you, um, we're extending your contract. Can you sign it? I'm like, didn't say anything about money in here, mm. the contract. They're like, yeah, yeah, we can't deal with the money right now. I'm not signing the contract and then um, take the piss yeah then eventually I got like a new job and then I handed in my notice and then they called me into the office they're like yeah I know it's about money and everything would you consider staying and you're on a list to get a pay rise right? oh, oh, you're on a list yeah, yeah it's, just, it's a cheap oh, carrot trip. It? it's a fucking cheap carrot and I was like no I'm tired, but fuck this place. Oh man, seriously, this yeah. this this country, yeah. it's hard to understand why it's okay. And you know, like nothing's no, it's not okay. They take the fucking yeah. piss, and then they're the first ones to be talking about diversity and inclusion and stuff like yeah. I'd include the shit out of yeah. someone for sixteen grand a year. I, I, and the thing about that is, I'm like, I know you got the money because people keep leaving. Yeah, mm. people are leaving. Yeah, who the fuck else are you paying? Yeah. All you need to do is give me two grand from what you yeah. gotta pay them. It'd be done. Your joke. And eighteen is pissed all anyway. Oh Fuck god. All. Hey, eighteen is like yeah, that would have been yeah. enough just to like that would just pay me up. Yeah. If that, I mean, there's a reason why you can afford a better flat. Yeah. It's because you know your worth. When you're fucking, I mean, like mm. with ADHD as well. I mean, this does link in. Like we are constantly being told. We 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 hear negativity mm. when we hear positive because right. we're naturally yeah. slightly depressed because our brains are saying like we don't have enough do- dopamine. Like this, the receptors. That's the problem. So if I hear criticism, if I hear that you're shit, I start to believe it a lot faster than, you know, like for example, yesterday, my missus, she was, um, she was saying, you know, I said something like, you know, you're the loveliest person I know. Totally true. Yo, 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 yo. Um, the cameras are off. And, um, but she wrote back the same sort of thing and I completely dismissed it. I was like, oh, all right, cool. 
you know, like, you don't believe it kind of thing. Well, I mean, or... you know, I believe it if she said it in person, but you know, I mean, mm. like, then again, she was also taking a night out without me there, and I was like having to sit at home with my mate getting bored. But I was like, I was like, well, come down here then, dickhead. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to go into that. So but the point fight... is, it's like, yeah, you don't hear compliments as much as you hear insults. So, so mm. yeah. The final question, um, what do you um, what do you think your uh, friends could have done better? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I mean, I think it would be nicer if they actually kind of mentioned it to me earlier on. I think everyone assumed that I knew, um, mm. but I didn't. Uh, so it took them too so much to do that. I'm included in this. Situation. Yeah, yeah, but if, if other people kind of had an idea, it would be nice if they'd been honest. But I think there's that British thing of, I don't want to disturb him, I don't want to. But you think it would have been better if I said, like, look, no. No, so you check yourself for ADHD later mm. does it sound like you're fucking pinning it. But I, I, the thing, I didn't know what it was, though. That's the thing. I just knew you had, like, a, a, like a personality thing. Mm. I, didn't know, I didn't know what it was to be like, oh, Neither did I. And that confusion reigned. It's not like I, I, I'm, like, an ADHD expert. I didn't even know what it really was. Yeah. Expert, yeah. So, yeah like, like, how could you even say so that? It's like, oh, Les, you're just a bit different. Yeah, it's like, but, it's like look, check okay, it out. You're a retard. Look, look at this. You, there's all these things that are uh, weird about you. Try looking at them. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, I suppose that's what up. Tim did for me, isn't it? And that's what was good because it's actually. You said it was two years ago. Yeah. So was it maybe like, maybe, like autumn, like winter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I got diagnosed. Like, yeah. Maybe Andy brought it up with Tim, brings it up with you, and now we're here. I, yeah, maybe. Who knows? But it's like literally, it's like it's helped me like join my life together in yeah, a way, same. and it's made make sense. So it'd be yeah. great if people had said that before because then you get that relieving feeling oh, earlier I think people just don't know so they yeah, they, yeah. Um, I guess if, you, like, if you're watching something and you list all these symptoms you go huh Les is like that or Will's yeah. like that then yeah. you can be like okay um, I was watching this thing and this is exactly you yeah, yeah. what do you think and then you can send them the link and they're like mm. you know what that is me yeah. I mean, when when yeah, you can be googling yeah. symptoms mm-hmm. of ADHD, 100. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but so maybe it's like that's what I'm thinking. I suppose we've been saying a wider thing, just understanding what ADHD is like in the workplace for employers, mm. understanding what it's about, friends, family, whatever, help everyone out a lot more. If my um, if my employers had understood and actually 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 taken the time to think about what I was going through when I was being fired, then it would have made the entire process sort of easier for me. And if they pay, you know, like for example, they, they would have been well off to pay for to check me out as well. Okay. You know, look, here's what we're offering you. We think as, you know, as your friends, and I, tr- I trusted them as my friends. That's why I was so devastated when I left, was because I trusted these people. And I thought they would have my, my interests at, at heart. Yeah. They didn't. Because I had their interests at heart. I was completely yeah. like, hugged the person who fucking dogged me in. Really? Oh, it was fucking weird. Because you can't, I can't hold on to anger and hate. I completely believe that people are good. No matter what, they're just fucked up sometimes. And that's the hardest part is that a lot of people don't see you that way. People, a lot of people don't see the good in your intent. And I think let's go back to what we were saying mm. before. People don't see the person who's trying their best. Um, and it's it's difficult because when they do, they start preaching about it. But you don't preach about it, you shut the fuck up and you just act like a decent human being. That's mm. all you have to do. Shut the fuck up and act like a human being. I just think, yeah, we just need to take the time sometimes and just get to know people or just write people off all the time, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. a terrible first impression yeah. as well half the time. Yeah. Oh, we're fucking funny. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, we'll make you yeah. laugh, we'll make you cry, we'll do everything. Should we wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap yeah. up. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Willow. Uh, sorry Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> um, okay, this is Off Point at 30. Uh, my name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. I'm Willow Ingleton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Bye. Right, we're going to go.